Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to episode 54 of District of Conservation. The next three episodes are going to be interviews that I've conducted in the recent weeks. Today's interview is going to be with several employees of Safari Club International. I went to SCI's new headquarters in downtown Washington, D.C. last week to sit down for an interview to see what they're up to, what priorities are for them. And I specifically sat down with Ben Cassidy, Chip Honeycutt, and Cyrus Baird. Safari Club International, for those of you who are unaware is a not-for-profit organization of hunters whose primary missions are to protect the freedom to hunt and to promote wildlife conservation. It boasts 50,000 members and 180 chapters across the United States and around the world who are passionate about hunting and about wildlife conservation. I have been involved in Safari Club for the better half of a few years, not as active as I'd like to be, but I have gone to D.C. Metro events, one being at the Nationals Ballpark a few years ago, the first one I went to, and I have held membership. It's lapsed right now. The guys are giving me a hard time for not renewing it, but I'm planning to do so in the coming weeks when I get some time. But anyway, here is our interview with Ben, Chip, and Cyrus from Safari Club. Take a listen. Thank you guys for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you. to be here. Yeah, so we are in Safari Club International's D.C. office. Global headquarters. Global Global headquarters. headquarters. (laughs) Okay, because that's right. You guys went from uh, Arizona headquarters to D.C. headquarters recently. That's exciting. That's where the action is. Yeah, and (laughs) several of you, I mean, Cyrus has been here for a while, but you guys are fairly new to the D.C. area, right? Yeah, uh, this is Ben talking to death. uh, (laughs) Chip's my battle buddy. We started on the same day. That's right. I am shiny, brand spanking. You're new to the D.C. area, but you've been in D.C. I've been in D.C. I've been in D.C. in a number of roles, but uh, in this seat, it's uh, pretty fresh. Yeah, I haven't been here since my junior high trip. Wow, (laughs) long time. (laughs) Amalia will get to live and, and enjoy the swamp, I guess, or make the best of it. But, uh, gentlemen, can you introduce yourselves for our podcast listeners? Because we have three guests today, which I've never done simultaneously. Nice. But introduce yourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, ben Cassidy here. I am the Director of Government Affairs. Uh, recently came over from the Department of the Interior, where I had the chance to work with the sportsman's community over there, advancing uh, our cause. Um, it's excited to be here today and to share what, what I know and what I see. I'm Chip Honeycutt. I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications. I've been in the industry a while working for manufacturers, um, air guns, uh, archery, DRP, um, uh, firearms. And so, uh, and, and I've been involved with SEI from uh, years ago when I built an app for scoring big game. And I was the only company to actually ask for their permission to use wow. their their procedure. So I, I've been a member ever since. Very and, cool. Uh, I'm, it's a new position, a new role, and uh, I'm we are uh, guns a blazing right now. We're we're doing a lot of exciting things with a lot of new things coming in the coming year. 
It's like organized chaos. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Cyrus Baird, and I'm our manager of government relations, and I handle all of our state government relations. Uh, so Ben and Bill kind of hold down the fort here in D.C., and then I'm in all 50 states, so I'm all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> That's very cool. I am really excited for listeners to get to know SCI more because I think I've talked about some legislation you guys have proposed. I think I have mentioned on the show that I am a member or a lapsed member, as we uh, joked about earlier. Before <laughs> By the time this is up on the air, <laughs> you will be a member again. Yes. It's not too difficult. You just have to click a few times and, and get membership. But yep. I've talked, I think, at length a little bit to my listeners and then a little bit through my course wor- or through my work in the industry about SCI. But talk about your organization, what you guys do, kind of your uh, new focus, because I think when many people hear Safari Club, they think, oh my gosh, they're for hunting exotic, endangered species. Is that really true? Is that character, character accurate, you would say? Or? Well, I mean, I would take, the first thing I would look at is our tagline of first for hunters. And that's us putting hunters first. I mean, it's a really big part of why I came over and joined Safari Club International, because it isn't just, you know, the big game. I mean, you got to be able to to defend, you know, our hunting heritage here in North America, even if you want to be able to defend it overseas. So, I mean, what we're working on here is if it affects hunters, we're going to get involved in it. So if it's dove season down in New Mexico, or if it's, you know, lion season out in Tanzania, we're going to be involved. So it's the full gamut. And um, I think that's a big reason why we stand out uniquely, why our members come to us and find value. Um, Just as an organization, we are international. Obviously, most of our members are here in the United States. Uh, we're in 49 states. Hawaii is kind of lagging. Yeah. But we do have some strong advocates. Send me there, there and I will find us. Yeah, <laughs> special project. You'd think with access to there would be. Yeah, you'd know. think. Yeah. And Nene and everything yeah, over there. there but, uh, yeah, so we're, we're about 50,000 members. Um, how many chapters? 218 spread out. Yeah. A growing presence um, overseas. I know right now we've been doing a lot of work uh, with folks in New Zealand, mm-hmm. on a, they're having a public comment period right now on their version of the ESA. So mm-hmm. we've been engaging our membership there, and was pleasantly surprised, you know, to see that we had a strong, mm-hmm. robust uh, chapter over there that kind of covers huh. New Zealand and Australia on the Down Under chapter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're, we're spread out, and we're working on all issues. I mean, another thing that makes us unique, you know, you see the space we have here. We're right over on the Senate side, the nice freestanding building um, that we had, you know, endowed by our by our our, um, our board members uh, maybe a decade or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Working our foundation too, yeah. Where was it? Yeah, so we're here. We have in-house, you know, we have a really killer legal team uh, with Anna Seidman and Regina Lennox and Jeremy Clare. So we have our own litigation team. We have our own lobbyists here. Um, we have a political action committee that gets us engaged and puts us in front of a lot of decision makers. So a lot of tools um, that a lot of other folks in the wildlife conservation area don't have. So um, it's exciting to, to, to be on board and be able to, to leverage that to you know further what matters to us most. And that's just keeping those wild places wild and keeping the wild things there. So yeah, folks shouldn't get um, they shouldn't when when they see Safari Club, they shouldn't immediately think well Safari that relates to Africa because mm-hmm. I mean when you really get down to it, all Safari is is just an adventure outside. Mm-hmm. And that, to Ben's point, that's what we're focusing on. If you're outdoors, if it's furry and in season, you know we're doing something to support <laughs> your activity. And uh, you know here in the D.C. office, we've got a, a full marketing team with a, a graphics person, a podcast host, a newsletter writer, sponsorship and licensing. 
guy all sitting in one chair. That's all you. We're growing rapidly. Uh, and not to steal, you know, Ben's thunder, but he's talked about this a lot. And uh, I like, I like the way he summarized it. Is you know, our tagline is first for hunters, and there, there are groups out there that are are habitat groups or critter groups, and you know, they they're working to ensure that there are you know ducks and pheasants and turkeys and whatever, and that's all great, and we need that too. But you know, we see that our strength is is fighting for hunters because you know, at the end of the day, if there's there's no hunters. You miss that important piece of kind of the the whole model of conservation in the United States. I mean, it's, it's equally as important, if not more important, we think. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you well, can have all the open access and all the wildlife yeah. there, but without hunters, yeah. you don't have the, the model that we have in place with Pittman-Roberts. And it, we are a membership organization, and we do have the chapters. And it's something that's particularly unique about our setup is that our chapters retain 70% of the funds that they raise to be applied locally, whereas other organizations require that 100% goes to national, which and then have has it doled out based on you know, need justification. Sure. So, and those chapters are spending that money locally. Uh, we give them some guidelines. It has to relate to conservation and access and that sort of thing. But um, folks join us because they know their efforts are going to benefit them locally. There you go. Yep. Yeah, I've seen in the last year that there's a lot more social media activity, definitely a renewed focus on communications, uh, just trying to spread the message more so. Because I know some people had wondered, where is Safari Club more so on that? And it's it's really good to see you guys more proactive and out there and, and, and talking about what you're up to and, and obviously challenging the conventional wisdom that people have had that it's only just about exotic game or, or game from abroad, but it's more so an experience, like like you said, a safari going outdoors. Our, our communications run the gamut. We've got uh, we've got a monthly newspaper that has an outstanding inside hunting mm-hmm. feature in it. If you're going somewhere and you, we've got hunter services to help you negotiate the laws of transport and a firearm, for instance. Uh, we've got uh, you know every other month we'll send out a pretty slick magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have weekly uh, uh, e-newsletter called SCI News, and it, it's recently gone over uh, uh, an overhaul. It, it's much easier to read. Mm-hmm. It's got things that you won't Easy find. on the eyes. Yes, yeah. it's, very nice. yeah, it's, it's got content that you won't find on our website, and it's got a, a, a chock full of uh, chapter news. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in what's going on on a local level, it's there. And then we've, you know, we've added the podcast. Yeah, talk uh, about well. Tag Soup if you can. So t- Tag Soup, it kind of... All right, yeah. Love the name. <laughs> it's great. It's a great it's name. Great. <laughs> you know, when I showed up here, you know, there were a lot of different conversations on going about naming promotions, naming campaigns. And so when they said, let, you know, let's start a podcast, my first rule was I'm not telling y'all the name until it launches. There'll be no discussion. <laughs> So Man, I love it. I was sitting Savvy. up sitting up one night, bouncing around some names, and it just came back to Tag Soup. And uh, Tag Soup, if your listeners aren't familiar with the term, we're familiar because we've hunted. And usually, when you you put in for a tag and you're you know approved to go uh, hunt a species, you get a paper tag that you attach to the animal. Well, if you don't, if you're not successful. You, you you know your tag's not filled. You're going to eat that tag, otherwise have yeah. tag soup. So it shows a little bit of humility on our part because you know Safari Club. We're not about killing. It, it's about you know, the adventure, the experience, and that's what the podcast is about. It's about all these different things that are happening around it. 
So right now, early on, we just recorded episodes four and five today. We're just getting started. We're going over a lot about different functions of Safari Club. We're going over Safari Club Foundation. We're talking about the International Wildlife Museum in Tucson. And we have uh, industry personalities that are, are clawing at the door to get time on there. We're, we're going <laughs> to nice. be talking to uh, some TV po- people. We're going to talk to some folks with some crossover appeal um, between hunting and uh, other uh, verticals. So we encourage anyone, if, you, if you're into podcasts, download it, listen to it. Episodes usually run from 15 to 40 minutes. Um, if you have a story, your favorite tag soup story, huh. send us. I've got it, plenty. Send us a <laughs> so tag soup at safariclub.org. Um, I've knocked a couple of the, the execs because when I ran the name by them, I said, hey, uh, what do you think about tag soup? And they looked at me and said, what's that? I've never not filled a tag. Oh, man. <laughs> Must on. be nice. Yeah. Right? Must Must be felt nice. the joy. Yeah. But, yeah, t- t- tag soup is, is a lot of fun. You know, Ben will pop in and say, you know, I'll grab him when I see him come out and haul shove a mic in his face. Say, well, what is going on in government affairs? And there's always something cool. Um, sometimes we'll just sit down and talk about baseball. And, Especially um, about right now, this nuts. time of year. You yeah, know. there's something going on here. <laughs> baseball baseball ended yeah. two yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> so, that, yeah, that's what Tag Soup's all about. That's really cool. Everyone is doing a podcast now, and I, I see the greater industry also adopting this medium because it's kind of the new thing, the new communication tool for people to reach different audiences. So, it's good you guys are on board now. <laughs> I, it, it, it's fun. You don't have to be a pro. You, know, no. you just want to get your voice out. It's an inexpensive way to do it, and they, they, it's an unlimited audience. And Chip's definitely got the voice and the face for radio. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, so listen yeah, in. Yeah, you know, I, I got nothing. Don't <laughs> <No>, come back. <laughs> Speaking of government affairs... And we'll have to have you on. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, we'll I'm new, but I, I've had a We'll few talk about the value suit. of your new membership. Yes. A <laughs> <laughs> renewed membership. Or I've had clean misses recently with hogs and uh, whitetail during muzzleloader. I've, I've not punched tags either, there you so go. Tags I can talk about that. At least tags you've been out. Tags sure. That's right. <laughs> Definitely plug it in, for sure. Uh, speaking of government affairs, I want you guys to talk about your process and maybe... Cyrus can talk about what you guys are up to currently, but you guys do a lot with combating bad pieces of legislating, le, excuse me, legislation, good pieces of legislation. What's the the process behind that, and why you guys are tackling that? You gonna do federal stuff, and then I'll yeah, for sure. I mean, issues processes, um, just being out and about, leveraging a network of folks that are all involved in the community and tracking all the issues going on. I mean, one when I first came on was hearing about you know EPWs surface transportation bill, Mm -hmm. which normally you wouldn't think has much to do with us. But I was out talking with, you know, other folks in the community and they're like, you should see this thing. It's got, you know, wildlife mentioned in it 88 times. Like, well, that's unusual, (laughs) you know, of interest. So work through, you know, friends and on the Hill and in the city and found text of the legislation and go through it and just see, you know, this bill has $250 million going towards wildlife migration corridors. Mm-hmm. And that's of top concern for, for us over here. You know, the health of the herd, making sure that there's more more out there is, is good for the hunter, is good for, 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 for wildlife. Um, so ended up going through that. And then, you know, we've got our crack legal team. So go through the language, make sure that there's no red flags. It's something that we can all get on board with. And it's all 
positive for hunters. Uh, once that's greenlit, you know, it's getting out in front of it and just letting uh, our members, the community, you know, the world know, you know, where we stand on it and being there to be helpful and leverage it and, and move it forward. Um, and when there's like bad legislation coming through, again, it's working with our friends to identify, you know, how it's coming up. Like CSELAC, for instance, you may have spoken about it on your show before. I haven't really explored it. I actually wanted you guys to talk about it more so and what the implications are with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you see it in little microcosms that uh, are in state issues, you know, that uh, Cyrus can talk about too. But the big, fe- the big bad federal Mac daddy of, you know, <laughs> anti-hunting bills yeah. is the Cecil Act, you know, uh, sponsored by Raul Grijalva, chairman of House Resources Committee. Uh, it focuses in on banning importation of trophies from Africa, actually calls out specific countries, mm-hmm. um, you know, like Zimbabwe, um, that are actually the model examples of how on-the-ground conservation works. So it it doesn't really make sense that they're going after them. It's really um, a fundraising appeal. Um, they've had a hearing on it um, that I think really did no justice for the Democrats who were trying to get some support on it. They had poorly chosen... Uh, witnesses. Um, our side was really well prepared. You know, talking about our side is, you know, the minority with, you know, Congressman Tom McClintock, who gave really good um, mm-hmm. opening remarks and questioning, you know, when he was asked NRDC's, you know, witness, how long have you lived in Zimbabwe? And she had to, you know, sheepishly say, never, you know, and then turning <laughs> it over to actual wildlife management authorities from Zimbabwe, like Patience Patience Gandiwa, who was there, um, and hearing her speak. I mean, it's worth just going back and reviewing. I will leave that in the show notes. I've got the clips. Yeah, Cyrus has them readily available. Um, But really wild, too, was, you know, it moved from the hearing to a markup. Um, It happened to be on a day when we were meeting with the uh, Minister of Environment from Botswana, which Mm. just recently announced that they're opening, Mm -hmm. reopening for the first time Mm -hmm. since 2012, hunting. So we had them in the Minister of Environments, like the David Bernhardt, Ryan Zinke of Botswana, had him in his team and said, hey, you know, when this meeting's over, we're going to go over to Longworth House office building and watch this where they're going to be marking up a bill that has to do with management of your natural resources. They're like, well, that's crazy. You know, like, can we come along too? So absolutely, we took over a few folks from Botswana and the embassy um, and sat in and they were just kind of blown away. It's like, wait, this group of people is talking about our resources? Like, yeah, as a matter of fact. It's like, that's crazy. We're not involved in the conversation. I was like, exactly. That's what we're here to show you. Um, they, they wanted to know how to get in touch with Don Young after seeing him speak. Uh, they are blown away by, by Congressman McClintock. So that was, that was, really, um, it was really cool to see. And then just be able to work with you know, Chip and Cyrus on messaging it out and activating folks. You know, I'll let Cyrus speak more on it too, but we have a really cool new tool with our Hunter Advocacy Action Center. Yeah, I um, tried that out. Cyrus sent yeah. that my oh, way awesome. and I was like, this is really easy and it has all slick. your awesome. people. Yeah. Good to hear. Yeah, it's, I think it'll be a really good effective tool. Well, yeah, it's like we're talking about, you know, our, our membership is our is our greatest strength. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's when I go into, you know, a senator or congressman's office or you're on one of the state capitals, you know, we're standing on our membership's shoulders. You know, they're not there to meet with Ben or Cyrus. They want to hear what our folks are saying. Mm-hmm. So we can just cut the middleman out and just <laughs> send them right to the uh, decision yeah. makers. It's a lot easier, yeah. Um, but they really were fired up on CSELAC because that one doesn't take much explaining. I mean, it's just no science to it, pure emotion, undercutting people that are actually mm-hmm. making a difference on the ground. Mm-hmm. So that's a fun one to fight because um, we're, without a doubt, on the right side there. Black and white, but... 
Yeah, it seems like uh, they have a lot of neo-colonialist attitudes trying to tell people yeah. on the ground what to it's do. It's funny, <laughs> yeah. So um, Congressman McClintock said that in his comments, and uh, the individual from Botswana I was sitting next to was just like, how do you spell his name? Putting that in my report, you know, <laughs> speaking my language. That's what this is. It is. So. The other crazy, like, stark contrast image that I'm thinking of from that, that initial hearing was when Patience was talking about the actual management plans that they had, and she had all of them, you know, printed off and bound yep. like, in books and stuff like that. And they're big, you know, it's a biologist. Like, they're big, heavy management they're plans. And, mm-hmm. and she was like, this is our, you know, a lion plan. This is our elephant plan. This is our, you know, whatever, X, Y, Z. And she was like, so, you know, we're, we're already on top of this stuff. Like, you guys don't need to tell us what to do. <laughs> yeah, head of the game, yeah. so... Yeah, they do have a robust conservation plan in place, mm. and uh, largely thanks to work with, working with you guys, of course, and then obviously their governments. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, it was confusing to me because I wasn't sure what it was. But you guys have made it a lot clearer for those of us who follow legislation. Great. As to the implications. and this has been around for three Congresses? No, when, did, when was it first introduced? After someone was killed, two thousand fifteen. Yeah, about so it's been yeah. So I mean, it's, it's it's a. Zombie legislation. Oh, I mean, it's yeah, like it keeps Grahalo, rising up. Grahalo fewer and fewer it. co-sponsors. Yeah, every every session, every you know. So, but it won't make it to a full House vote, you think? Or I wouldn't make any predictions on what the House will do sure, with course. an election coming up. <laughs> yeah, it becomes kind of crazy. Yeah, um, I could see it coming up, and I could see it passing the House. Um, there's a good firewall of sanity over in the Senate. Yep, I think it uh, stand in its way. The cooling saucer, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> but. We have pl- plenty of friends that will be doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then is there anything positive coming federally, too, uh, related to wildlife? Or there hasn't really been well, anything it's, much, It's right? different. I mean, there's pieces here and there. It's like not like it build. was pre- previously with, like, a sports. Yeah, there's no big mm-hmm. share. I feel like, you know, SR-47, the public lands bill, cleared the deck on a number of pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it is actually, you know, implementation. Um our team here, you know, works closely with, you know, say Department of the Interior with implementation of pieces that are important to hunters. Mm-hmm. Like one of the big provisions, at least, you know, for us in there was having highly skilled volunteers able to cull on national park property. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, you know, it's up to different superintendents and the mothership down in, you know, in Colorado where the scientists are. Uh, but a lot of times it's outsourced to... Um, paid folks you know so it's a lot of it's a tax burden um or it's not done at all and it becomes a health issue mm-hmm. um so we're working on doing it the right way where we have you know skilled volunteers going in yeah. and with anything over there it's very deliberative with regulations so working through and making sure that that's implemented correctly just when you see the law you know there's a lot of steps from making it you know yeah s 47 with another big, <laughs> big stack of papers and now trying to implement it as you know different multi-level agencies and organizations and states and all that stuff trying to do it so and then on the uh state side you're you've been working on a lot of stuff recently right yeah so state state government relations is kind of all over the place it it uh you know bill and ben get all of the uh kind of the high you know intensity you know drama and soap opera style stuff but then there's a lot of stuff that happens kind of unnoticed in people's backyards that impact hunters and conservation i think at a more rapid rate than things that happened in D.C. Um, you just, you know, 
may not hear about it all the time. So that's that's one of our big things is we're we're working to inform not only our members but all hunters across the country of, of bad pieces of legislation that pop up in state capitals across the country, things that we think would help hunters and hunting. Um, you know, we're recording this right now in the Pennsylvania House Game and Fisheries Committee is is about to vote on the Sunday hunting bill. Uh, hopefully they advance that out of the committee. You know, it was a bill to basically repeal the blue law uh, as a whole and got amended down to just three Sundays a year. But, you know, that's still a very positive and net positive bill for the hunters of Pennsylvania. So, I mean, we've been working to help, you know, push that down down the road and get it across the finish line. But we talk about access on that. Yeah, know. I mean, it, it, it's having, you know, having another day to be able to go out and, and access, you know, physical access is different than, you know, having time access mm-hmm. So having another day to be able to go out and, and take to the woods and, you know, shoot ducks and deer and just be in the outside and stuff is... Um, you know, great. And hopefully if, if, and when this does pass, which I I think it will, um, you know, next year we'll go back for maybe a bigger bite of the apple and go for six Sundays. And then the year after that, once people realize that, you know, all hell is not broken loose Mm -hmm. on those three Sundays that we'll go back and go for the full repeal, um, much like they did in, you know, Virginia and West Virginia and North Carolina. We're still working on a few things and stuff like that. But, um, you know, but in the state houses is where you see a lot of uh, we talked about it earlier, kind of the zombie legislation. You get you get folks who are are um, you know have kind of no understanding or no clue about hunting and conservation and guns and gun rights and stuff like that, and how they all kind of play together, um, trying to legislate, you know, and en- enact these laws that you know they don't. It's not rooted in any type of science. Um, you know, it kind of undercuts state management authority. It, it uh, you know, is bad for any number of reasons. But for any number of reasons, the the hunting population as a whole, and I'm, I'm not singling anybody out, it's just we're, you know, we are typically and historically not as engaged at the state level. And I think that's probably on all issues too, not just hunting and conservation. And D.C. kind of sucks up all the air mm-hmm. out of the room and people forget that, you know, local elections matter, you know, just as much, if not more. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're really working to make sure that our 50,000 plus members are engaged. You know, they know who their state senator and their state reps are. They know, you know, when when bills pop up, they know that they can call me. And, and we've, you know, we've got a crack team of, like Ben said, legal folks and communication folks. And, you know, I'll, I'll fly to wherever at the drop of a hat, kind of, you know, we'll write testimony, we'll do whatever. Um, you know, to, to make sure that hunters are first and, um, you know, folks aren't legislating based off of emotion. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're making sure that we're sticking to sound wildlife management principles. Yeah. And just to, to Cyrus's credit, too, I mean, we're membership driven organization, right? We rely on our members. So we want to hear what matters to them most. So Cyrus does a great job, too, of talking with our chapters, whether, you know, they're in Kentucky, um, just to see what their priorities are and feeding them back to here so that we're making sure we're putting our time and energy into what matters to folks on the ground back home in their state capitals. Yeah, because it's. The, I think this year, I think, was historic in that there was so much anti-hunting legislation coming from the states. I'd never seen anything of that oh, caliber. hundreds and hundreds yeah. and hundreds of bills. It was I mean, crazy to, to, like, sort out and see, like, what? Like all Yeah, I mean, crazy. you look at the population of hunters in America, which is gigantic, I mean, and it's not a partisan you know, mm-hmm. that it shouldn't time. be. No. But the bills were kind of on partisan lines, which was sure. yeah, it's not just, surprising. It's scary when you still, see something yeah. so 
bipartisan politicized. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's concerning. And I want to ask kind of how you guys are working to uh, not only uh fight back any of these attacks legislatively, but also we hear this uh we've had this conversation a lot Cyrus, but there's obviously this conversation how do you address diminishing hunting numbers? What is Safari Club hoping to do uh, to address that problem? I think a lot of I'll just step in uh like what Chip's doing, say, with the podcast is like the right step. Yeah. Where it's just showing how it's about the experience, about the good time, how it's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about hunting as some dying art form <laughs> that's got a stink to it, right? Yeah. I'm not a part of that. Yeah. But if it's Cool Kids Club, which it is, in my opinion, our opinion, it's something you want to get involved with. Yeah. So a lot of it is just focusing in on that messaging and getting it across, you know, what it really is what a safari really means, what an experience really means. Because um, at, the, at the end of the day, it's just people spending their time the way they want to spend it, enjoying themselves and having community through it. Um, so we want to be an outlet for it and keep it around. Yeah, and we, we want to continue to promote the idea that, that hunting is, is vital to conservation. You know, hunters are, are the greatest contributors to conservation through the... Um, you know, Pittman Robertson and, and what have you and I've got no problem <laughs> doing that and still getting tag sick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, you know our local chapters do a great job of that they uh, I think I just read where uh, there was a north one of the, the uh, chapters it might have been Lehigh Valley anyway they gave away 700 free fishing poles to wow. kids during national hunting and fishing day that's yeah. awesome that sounds like Lehigh Valley and it, it's just incredible and they're just no strings attached just introducing these kids to the outdoors it's not even hunting it's just fishing it, uh, it's just get just getting outside that's where it starts Montana chapter mm-hmm. purchasing that parcel of land yeah, that, that opened huge. up a huge track of public land for elk hunting yeah, it was mm-hmm. something like that. They bought like 260 acres. It, it was uh, it was a collection of groups, mm. but the Montana chapter had a, a large role in it, um, along with Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. But purchasing that couple hundred acres opened up access to 26,000 acres. Yeah, a little keyhole property or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was a piece of private property. And, you know, so now you got hikers that can get in there, bird watchers, nature lovers, campers, uh, hunters. And those are the kind of things that, that, that we do in addition to the things that we're doing internationally. Um, it's, it's little known fact that you know, in, in 100 legal cases here in the U.S., SCI was the only um, lawyer in the room representing the hunters. Huh. And people think, well, all you do is focus on Africa. That's really not, not the case. No. And so we, we invite folks to um, go to a chapter meeting and learn more about it. And by golly, if, if if you want to go on a hunt and you're thinking, I need to go to a show to find out about it, go to the SCI convention, mm-hmm. February 2nd yeah, through the 5th. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, so there are lots of um, big-time shows that people like to talk about, SHOT Show, mm-hmm. ATA. Those are industry only. You have to work for a manufacturer or a dealer. you got to be a, or a buyer. Or media. Yeah, yeah you got to be. <laughs> of course, it will be media to go with those uh, general public can't go. Usually can't go. Yeah. Right. That's, that's where the manufacturers are introducing a new product. And then you've got these regional shows like uh, Great American Outdoor in Pennsylvania, Dixie Deer Classic in Raleigh, Buckmasters in Alabama, Great you know, Western Expo out in Salt Lake. 
Um, those tend to focus on the species that are available and within, say, a day's drive. Um, you may have a couple of destination outfitters there. But there's a show um, SEI puts on. You've got outfitters representing six continents. So you might be looking for the whitetail hunt of your dreams or the, uh, the bear hunt. If you're nightmares, <laughs> so, that's right. So, but but there's more going on that SCI show. You've got free seminars. I mean, Jim Shockey puts on uh, a seminar. Uh, Craig Boddington puts on a seminar, and the, you got evening events. You're talking about a, a show that in an election year we were able to get Donald Trump Jr. there speaking. Yeah, and it's it is a huge happening. This will be the uh, final year in Reno. And uh, then we're going to move it to Las Vegas. And there's more news to come from uh, convention. But uh, if you're interested in going, with their great specials going on right now, because you have to be a member. That's the only mm -hmm. caveat. You need to be a member to get in the door. They're, they're good deals mm -hmm. on becoming a member. Mm -hmm. So if someone wants to learn about it, uh, we invite them to go to scishow.org and learn more about it. I'll include that in the show notes. What advice do you guys have for new hunters? Because I know that's something more positive. We can talk about, you know, how the, the sport is diminishing, but I think there is a slight uptick in participation, uh, according to what I've seen a little bit here and there uh, from licensure purchases. Uh, but what would you guys advise to people on how to bring newbies or new participants? Uh, that's a good question. So this was this was my kind of my world before coming to SEI. I was working in kind of the recruitment, retention, reactivation world for the last three or four years or so. Um, I think one of the biggest things is, and Chip kind of touched on it too with Safari. Like Safari doesn't have to be, you know, in Africa, and it doesn't have to be, you know, a gems buck, and it doesn't have to be this huge elaborate thing. And now that it's hunting, I mean, it, it, everyone wants to shoot that big ten pointer, that big six by six elk in Colorado or, you know, Utah or something like that. But, I mean, some of the best hunts I've ever been on have been squirrel hunts in South Carolina and, you know, quail hunts in Virginia and, and you know, the swan hunt. Well, that's kind of a bigger deal. you got to pull a tag <laughs> for that. But, um, you know, so hunting is what you make of it. And, and if you have this expectation that if you don't go out and kill a big buck or, you, you know, you don't get that limit of green heads or something like that, that it's not fun, then it's not going to be fun for you. And I'm not saying that to lower expectations or anything like that, but, you know, there, there are endless opportunities to squirrel hunt and rabbit hunt and crow hunt and all the, you know, there, there are endless opportunities to get out and, and enjoy our natural resources and, and enjoy hunting and enjoy what hunting truly is, which I think is, is being with friends and family and enjoying the outdoors. So, you know, it doesn't, this mentality that, you know, you got to kill the biggest buck and you got to do this and you got to do that. Like it's, I think it's, it's, a virus to the whole hunting community is it it is intimidating yeah to, to, it's it a, I, I, I want to hunt what do or i do then, now then what yeah yeah exactly do i use a gun oh I'm, I'm afraid of guns or a bow i mean i'm gonna shoot shoot your eye out or something <laughs> so you know my i would recommend going to your sporting goods store talking to the clerk find out who the clubs are um, go to uh, safariclub.org, find out where the local chapters are. And there are people who would love to take new mm -hmm. hunters mm -hmm. out yeah. for their first experience. And I would check out DNRs as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And they'll, they'll shoot during the summer, just go walking through the woods, see what's out there. Yep. 
Um, and, I, and when you talk to folks about getting started, the things they're going to talk about are the experiences and the conversations. Um, it, I'll, I'll be frankly surprised if anybody talks anything about a kill. Yeah, they're going to talk about the the joy of being out there. The food that was. Hey, I've, you know, <laughs> I've, I've, yeah, I've been on I think four do-it-yourself elk hunts in Colorado, and I've never laid eyes on an elk in Colorado. Mm. And those were four more. That's right. <laughs> yeah. it, it, those were the best yeah. trips. Um, I, I put in in Colorado for 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 tags on a, on a ranch buddy's property, and those are the uh, hunts I look forward to. Not because I'm going to kill anything. Usually I'm scrambling because I'm the only out-of-state guy. You know, I spend <laughs> a lot of money. Now, the other guys don't care. We're just driving around, just having a big time. And that, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. Now, the, you know, the, the life cycle of a hunter that I, I have found is that you want to get something on the ground and be able to justify you know, the, the, the effort that you put into it. You know, here I'm, I'm eating this. I learned how to do this. Then you're going to you probably go after a little bit larger animal. Then you're going to get into uh, the part of the life cycle where you're looking for a trophy. And a, a trophy, there's really no definition. It's, it's a personal definition. What's a trophy to you? It could be that six by six, or it just could be the biggest thing you saw walking through your backyard. It, it, and that's, that's what's lovely about hunting as well. It's, it's a real personal mm-hmm. thing. But fortunately, there's a large community. In some cases, it's a quiet community because they may be shamed by neighbors or the, mm-hmm. the liberals that live around them or social the anti-hunters or social media. <laughs> but I, I promise you, you, you have friends out there who would love to take you out and make you a part of this wonderful experience. Yeah, we're trying to be helpful, too, to making it easier. Um, Cyrus just ran point on putting together a, a hunter uh, safety certification course that we're going to be hosting here, oh, nice. um, advertising it out to, you know, friends out in the community, not assuming that everyone has been certified. Um, so having it taught by Congressman Bob Ladder from Ohio, um, you know, do an evening with Ohio certification with all the materials, um, make sure that, you know, some folks that maybe had been a little curious but uh, but not sure how to get involved. You know, Especially in the D.C. Steps. area, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. there's like no readily D.C. Available. certification, I don't believe. I don't think you can hunt in D.C. Well, no, you can't hunt, but no. I mean, there's, no. They, there's no, no unless Fish and yeah. Wildlife taught it or yeah. Fish and Wildlife Parks. I don't, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, but it wouldn't be D.C. cert. No, I mean, they, they, I'm Virginia, they don't have any. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't I have to, any IHEA standards or anything. But, yeah, I mean, it's like as a hunting organization, that's part of the mission, too, is to, you know, help make it easier for folks to get involved. So that's one step we're doing to, to make it happen in the next you know, couple of weeks. Season's yeah. well underway, so. Yeah, it's but there's still time start. to get involved, right? Oh, yeah, because I think for me, I'm not really going to do anything. I mean, apart from later this week, I'll be in Georgia, hopefully, and not have any more clean misses of feral hogs. But uh, I won't really start hunting in Virginia until, like, rifle season after November 16th. So we have late seasons. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good time for anyone who hasn't and has just gotten their certification to go out into the field. Yep. And then we have it, I think, through, what, January for certain seasons and then yeah, a little bit through spring. Yeah, it's first Saturday in January for deer and then... And then turkey, um, spring, and some yeah. other species, yeah. There's always something. You could... There, There is... All over the place. I mean, if you mm-hmm. really wanted to hunt something, you could hunt 11 months out of the year. Sure. You, really, you know... You really tried. I think, I think so. we could do technically predator hunting in Virginia all year round, right? Yeah. You wanted to, so yeah, if you wanted to shoot some coyotes, you probably could. Yeah. I know a farm that's got a bunch. He's doing a box in my backyard. asking for it. Are there any uh, other thoughts of 
that you guys have that you want to mention on the podcast for people? Let's talk about. I wanted to at least bring up the, the our new advocacy system. Yeah, yeah. At least talk about go that through more, that really sure. quick. I mean, we I talked about it on Tag Soup today with Chip, and uh, so that'll you know be out in a couple of weeks or whatever. But you know the, the there's not really a a tool that hunters have to contact their elected representatives. You know whether that's their senators or their congressmen or their state senators or you know all the way down to dog catcher. There, there's no <laughs> there's no real platform for hunters to be able to do that aside from picking up the phone and 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 calling that you know congressional office or writing a letter and stuff. And in 2019, you know time is of the essence and stuff. So we you know we've we have a system now where folks can be plugged into not only stuff that's happening that might impact hunting and conservation at the federal level, but stuff that's happening at the state level too. Um, you know, so all you have to do is sign up for our Hunter Advocacy Action Center, and anytime there's something happening that's going to affect you, whether that's something at the federal level or something in your backyard, you know, we we alert you to it, and we, you know, we'll give you all the information you need, all the tools you need to contact your, let's say, state senator, and by that I mean we will give you a a a script basically. We'll give you a pre kind of typed out letter that you can send to that state senator uh, just with a couple of clicks on your iPhone or your, you know, whatever other people, what other phones are there besides iPhones? Android. Android, Android. sure. <laughs> Google phones. Sure. Whatever, no you know, whatever the losers Blackberry. use besides the iPhones. <laughs> I think it's obsolete now. <laughs> or maybe they're trying that? to bring back But Blackberry. so with a couple of clicks, you know, with your smartphone, um, you can send that letter. And then with one more click, you know, we'll patch you through to that state senator's office. And we'll give you a script to say, hey, you know, my name is you know, Chip Honeycutt and, you know, I'm, I'm one of your constituents and I'm a hunter and I think, you know, bill one, two, three is, is real bad. And, you know, I, I urge you to oppose it and, you know, thank you for your time and you hang up. And then with one more click, you know, we've got pre-drafted social media posts that you can, um, you know, tweet out and put on Facebook. So you can not only tell all the other SCI members and all your other friends and all your other hunters, but you can tweet it directly at that state senator and and uh, you know because that's the worst thing too is when 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 a Public. member of, yeah when a member of Congress is getting their you know Twitter handle blown up by yeah, a couple of thousand hunters saying you know the Cecil Act is is horrible and it's not rooted in any type of science and you guys are trying to legislate problems in in another country and stuff like that so if you don't think you know LAs and LCs and Hill offices and stuff if they get 20 or 30 tweets a day about something or 15 or 20 emails in a couple hours, they're going to put that to the top of the list of things to make sure that they double check. So um, it's a great new system and, and the, uh, it's everything is on your phone. I mean, you can do it on the computer, but the ease of it is on your phone. You All you have to do is text SCI to 73075 and everything will, will it'll populate onto your, your phone and you click that link that it'll send back to you and enter your information and then we don't spam you. We don't sell your information. There's none of that. This is a tool. So, you know, you, you don't get weekly updates or weekly emails or anything. So when when we send you an alert saying, hey, uh, the Pennsylvania House Game and Fisheries Committee is about to vote on Sunday hunting today, that, you know, you know that we're serious about it. And, you know, we'll give you all the tools you need to speak out and, and ask your, you know, house members for support, you know. So it's not a it's not a spam thing. It's a tool. Right. Emphasis on the action, action, <laughs> action, action. So, um, yeah, and we're you know we're really excited to see that grow and um, you know use that as 
not a weapon against people, <laughs> but as a tool. You know, yeah. it's, it'll be a great feature for not only our members, but you know, the general public too, who wants to engage through this process. And hopefully, they'll see the value in in that and, and want to become members and want to learn more about SCI. Yeah, it's in direct response to the questions we've received that are simply, "What can I do?" And this this gives them not only tells them what to do, it gives them links and pre-populated um, letters, emails, and tweets, and phone calls. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, and if you want to speak your, your mind and you've got, you know, your message to deliver on it, we're just there to give you the phone number. There you <laughs> go. That's right. It's every level, but it's just yep. how can we make this as turnkey and easy yep. as possible. Turnkey. Any final uh, part, uh, parting thoughts from you guys? that you want to add that people should be aware of, the website, social media links, things of importance? Wow. So the website is safariclub.org. That's O-R-G. And we are on Facebook. Uh, it's Safari Club, I-N-T-L, but just type in Safari Club International to show up. Instagram, it is official underscore S-C-I. And Twitter is... It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Safari Club, I-N-T-L. Yeah, Safari Club, I-N-T-L. Tag Soup. It's, it's, uh, the podcast is SCI Tag Soup. Um, <laughs> that's, that's I, all. I would say to uh, you know, going back to what can folks do who are interested in learning how to hunt, and I think Chip touched on it. But if you're looking f- for a group of folks to learn how to hunt or shoot, or you know, you want to get further involved in conservation, you know, we've got the the feature on our website where you can look up chapters close to you. They've got events all the time, whether it's, you know, a, a big dinner auction or they've got little fundraisers. Or they've got just little happy hour meet and greets. You know, it's a great community to um, become involved in. And, you know, like Chip said, there's tons of people that are more than willing to, to help get you into the field or just show you the ropes or, you know, just know that your your participation in, in the chapter and in the organization is going to help fund conservation across the country and across the world. Yeah, if you're looking for an organization to support your hunting interests, we've got um, a tremendous number of chapters, tremendous number of members ready to um, have you join uh, the effort. And we've got a a D.C.-based government affairs team. And then 70% of those local chapters' funds uh, stay local to uh, help support conservation. And we are not species-specific. Just like being... We're hunter-specific. Yes. exactly right. We support hunters. So we, we appreciate anyone who's interested in, in joining the organization. We can, we can sure use you. Yeah, as an alumni of the D.C. Metro chapter, if yeah. you're in the yeah. D.C. area, it is the chapter to join. Um, they're fresh off of their happy hour last week over at Bukert's on the house side of the hill. But How was that attended? I wasn't able to make it, unfortunately. But was it well attended? Or Yeah, it was well attended. Um, they're under some, some new leadership. They got, I mean, I, I see them as a, as a real model chapter. They've got some really great, great proactive folks on their board. Um, They've just elected a new president that I've known for a while. I think they're just taking in really good spots. Um, when I was there, we had our fun, our big gala <laughs> at National <laughs> Ballpark. Kind of yeah, had something to do that, with the National World Series in 2019. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, so 
There were golden days, but it's still a really great chapter fun. to join. No, it, I was at that fun? banquet. Fun? You mean like really fun? No, I got, I was, I don't know, I was at that one at the yep. Nats Park, and I was in my cheetah dress, and I was hitting balls really well. Awesome. In the batting cages. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> good it was a lot yeah. of fun. It was a great night. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming on District of Conservation. I will uh, be sure to include the notes, and uh, I appreciate your time to speak with me. Thanks thanks for coming over. I hope you learned a lot listening to Ben, Chip, and Cyrus about what SCI does, what their priorities are, how they're not simply just after and for conserving big game species, but what they do legally to help protect Americans right to hunt and the heritage that's associated with it. I highly encourage you to check them out at safariclub.org. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. You can go to Apple Podcasts, type in District of Conservation, click on the subscribe button, download some past episodes, especially this episode, or tell your friends to download this episode and to leave us a review if you feel inclined. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to never miss an episode announcement, guest announcements, and updates from Washington, D.C. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for two more really cool interviews coming over the next few weeks, and for a special mini episode on Thursday where I recount my recent hog hunt that I completed down in Georgia and the story behind that. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.